Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers. This week's episode is Teddy Armstrong. Um, in keeping with the ever-persistent theme of short intros, um, RBA Comedy, Producers Cast, Orbital Music Park, which I always struggle saying the O, and I, I wonder if anybody ever notices, and they definitely won't notice now. Uh, DJ Skoy, um, Dollar Short Bullshit, Teddy's New Team, Second Saturday of November. Check it out. Second and four Saturdays. Uh, I think that's it. Let's get right right into the episode. I think shortest intro ever. Actually, been on this part. Really? Yeah. It's, uh, I didn't know, I didn't actually know about it until I moved here. If that makes sense. Which was, how long was that? This year? Like, uh, May? May 1st? Oh, yeah, so pretty recent. Oh, very recent. Yeah. But I gotta tell you, living in a house is way better than living in an apartment. I, I, I can see that. Gotta, I have a studio. Come on. Yeah, that's true. On? I mean, if I'd thrown a bunch of beer on the back of my house, like, I could have just been like, fuck it, I'm leaving. Oh, no one else is going to be here because, like, I live on the top floor and all the glass just dropped down two stories. So it fucking sucked. She had a, oh my goodness, yeah. that sounds terrible. Yeah. Daddy, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's fine. I assume it was beer for this show. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this is the downhill slope, Teddy. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You sound like you're doing pretty good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Can only go up from here. <laughs> Yeah, you know where we started, right? I, I did not know that. Yeah, that we started. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so you've never listened. <laughs> no, I have. I just, I always thought the, the beginning was very organic sounding, but like, I didn't know it was like this organic. It, it 100% was that organic. Absolutely. Oh, wow. That's the fun part. Wow. Because the thing is, is uh, I realized very early on, I think it was my fourth or fifth guest. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I've always had these arms. It used to be at my desk in my old apartment. I only had one bedroom to work with. Mm-hmm. So they always be like, oh my gosh, I love your setup. And I'm like, I always miss this because I'm never recording. So I always record from the beginning. And I'm like, I'll pick, I'll pick the first words and then I'll be fine. Like, I'll just like go back and cut off whatever garbage is at the beginning. Like, oh, hi, how's it going? Like, no one wants to hear that. Yeah. People just want to hear me being complimented. So, so you just get that out of the way at the door, you know, like, is your day going all right? Yeah, sure. Basically, yeah, fine, whatever. Just go yeah. ahead and get in here. Sure. Basically. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then I just, I hit record and then I usually answer the door. That's usually what takes me so long um, to get to the door. People will be like, what is taking him? I just heard him walk by or something like that. I hit record about six minutes ago. Damn. Yeah. All right, so you got a lot of editing today. Uh, just okay. just good feeling dead air. Oh, this is going to be a fun episode. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my my uh, my favorite question that I've been asking people. Okay. I oh, Matthew's home. Okay. Um 
He's trying to be so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. It's yeah. I didn't even hear. Him. Um, my favorite question to ask people now because I've just been so surprised with the results. Um, is what is your go-to breakfast? My go-to breakfast. Um, it's recently been uh, those fancy Icelandic yogurts. Oh, and a Granny Smith apple. Always Granny Smith. Always Granny Smith. Like I've eaten so many, I can't eat anything else. That's I'm, I've ruined my taste buds. Is that every morning? Ah, uh, yeah. That's well, sometimes I mix it up with some cereal, but usually fancy Icelandic yogurt and Granny Smith. Okay, apple. first of all, how do you just hold on to milk that long? Like, oh, I have milk, whatever. <laughs> like, whenever I buy milk, I use it for my intended purpose when I went to buy it, and then I forget about it, and then it's I have to throw it away. Wait, what's the milk for? Like cereal or oh my. Oh gosh. no, I just eat cereal. You just. I'm just saying that I can't ever use a full thing of milk. Oh, no, I don't buy milk. All right. I just pour cereal into a cup and I eat it in my car. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is why it's my favorite question, because you learn so much about people. Most, most people say, they, say something. The last couple, everyone I've asked so far has always said, I eat the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. Like confidently. You're like, I mix it up sometimes. And I'm like, that's more my speed. I don't eat breakfast, mm-hmm. but like that's my speed of like I mix it up sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I can't do the same thing every day, but I do a lot of the same. Yeah, thing. I make a I make a valiant attempt at a smoothie every once in a blue moon, but it's usually yes. Soft. Can we talk about? Oh, sure, smoothies absolutely. Real quick? Oh, do you have smoothie ideas? I I've had in my life I've had one smoothie that's gone well. Okay, and not like one. Oh, I made one, but like one recipe. Um, it made about thirty ounces of smoothie. That seems like a lot. It was a lot. It was delicious. Um, it was like it was six ingredients. It was let's see, peanut butter, syrup, spinach, blueberries, and this is where I always get lost. Spinach, blueberries, peanut butter, and I always I either forget one or it's ice. I don't know if ice is seven, <coughs> but that smoothie's amazing. And I, I used to have the recipe written down. Um, it was it was uh, this woman I used to date's recipe, and she would make them. Like we would we would pedicab, and she would make them, and we just like have them at work. Best way to wake up. I mean, that's that's like real preparation, though. Like I'm just like, what did I buy? Here's a banana. I have orange. Oh, juice. banana. That was what I thought. Oh, banana. Thing. Okay, yeah. So you just mix three ingredients together and call that a smoothie? No, no, no. Okay, there's there's. I have some random frozen shit. I throw in some like frozen. So you throw, do frozen mangoes a little bit. Okay, I have two frozen things, and then past that, I add what I have. Okay, I have peanut fair. butter. I add peanut butter. I have milk. I have milk. Whatever. Okay, but the thing. How often do you go to the store then? Like once a week. Okay, I go to the store once every two months. What? How do you eat? I don't have time to cook. I don't have time. I'm always like doing something. I'm always out like doing something. I always have to like eat out or like. Um, I eat at work, and then usually I'll come home. And if I don't make something, I'll just pick something up. And if I come home later and I'm hungry, I make like mac and cheese or something. This is well. So, this is well documented, by the way. I'm like pe- people know this about me and still hang out with me. I mean, that's that's shocking. That what? I mean, I mean, I guess I know a busy man on the go. Like you know, you got to do what you got to do. But you didn't. You, did did you think I cooked or did you think everyone cooks? I thought everyone cooks. Fuck no. Damn. Yeah. Hell no. Shit. I, I mean, like, like, like. Do you count like ramen or again mac and cheese as cooking? Ah, uh, no. Okay, so yeah, that's like. I know Anthony's very similar in that you just make something real quick, you pop something in the microwave or pick something up. Strawberry Street Market, shout out. Damn. 
blowing your mind right now. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So like when I go to the store, it's like, oh, I'm going to go buy smoothie shit and then I'll buy like a bag of chips or like, oh man, I want a bag of chips. And then I'll be like, I should get some bananas too while I'm here. And I'll buy like five things. I'll buy a Gatorade. Yeah. Wait, I always see you eating bananas. So wait, where do you buy those? Um, usually just wherever you are, like we'll stop at like 7-Eleven. Okay. So they're not like special supermarket bananas. No. And uh, usually Anthony buys bananas and will give me one. Um, <laughs> or like I'll like, we'll go, we'll bite to the same place and mm-hmm. we'll pick something out kind of thing on the way to like the theater, which is, I, I would say four times out of seven where we're going. Yeah. I mean, you, you seem flustered about this. I'm, I'm here to okay. tell you that it's not that surprising. Other than other than a giant pizza box that Kale left because I there's like one one to three slices left. My fridge is pretty bare. There's like booze on the top, and then there's like a shelf of usually there's a shelf of Gatorade. Especially when I'm sick, there's like oh shit, mm-hmm. that. There's a, a shelf of dairy because I have a thing of cheese mm-hmm. and like I have to keep it away from Matthew and like my milk and stuff. One shelf that's like hummus, and then some smoothie ingredients, and that's it. That's my fridge. I don't know if that's, that's that to me. That sounds like a lot. Like my fridge is full. <laughs> I mean, I, I buy exactly enough groceries for one week. I eat them. Tell me more about that. Tell me more okay. about your grocery. Don't don't go over your how you shop or what you buy. Tell me more of your thoughts on your preparation for this. Because you feel very strongly, and you know why it's it's eating at you. I mean, I like cooking. I guess. I, okay, well, let me ask you. Okay. This. okay. Let, let, let me clarify some things for you. Um, do you live alone? Yes. Okay. Do you like your kitchen? Yes. All right. And um, have you either grown up cooking, or did your parents cook and include you? Uh, no, neither. Oh, interesting. We have two yeah. out of three. Yeah. I think those are the three things that you need. Three. Maybe we'll agree at this point. Maybe it's two out of three things you need to like cook on your own. Um, I have never lived in the kitchen where I felt comfortable cooking. Um, what was the first thing? I mean, what, what does that mean? Like, it's just a shitty kitchen or like a, like a fire hazard kitchen? <clears throat> so, like, living with Matthew's fine. Like, if I wanted to cook, I knew I could cook. And if it turned out bad, he'd be like, oh, geez, well, you tried at least. Hey, good job. Or whatever. Uh, but everywhere else I've lived, I've not lived with, like, a good friend of mine. So I've never felt comfortable, like, like being in the kitchen oh, so and it's like, spreading out. So it's like thing. you feel like someone's going to judge your cooking. Definitely feeling judged. But also, like, when you live with somebody else, you have to be very careful about where your shit is. So, like, the other day, like, I had my shit everywhere. I came home, I packed my backpack, and Matthew came home, mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to clean that shit up because I don't want to, like, disrespect my roommate. So, like, with, with the kitchen, it's like, if I'm going to be, like, in here experimenting kind of thing, mm-hmm. not that it would be that bad. Like, like I, I've worked in kitchens before, so I can cook. But, like, I view it as a thing where it's just, like, I don't feel comfortable doing it in here and then having a roommate, again, in the past. Um, not, that, not something I'm comfortable with. Okay. And then the third thing is, like, my parents, my dad grew, growing up cooked. But it was more like, I'm cooking real quick. Like, I don't really want to do this, but, like, mm-hmm. I'll cook. Or my mom would cook, or we'd eat out or order out. Okay. A lot. And now my mom, my mom, I love my mom, but she can't cook. <laughs> she can, like, make things, but mm-hmm. she can't cook. I feel like that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. I can make things. I can't cook. Like, I bet, I bet sometimes when you're cooking, you plate things. You don't just put them on a plate. Yeah, yeah. You plate them. That's accurate. That's 100% accurate. accurate. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. That That's my experience. And then yours is so different, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my mom grew up. She's a good cook. But, like, I don't know. At the point in college, I was like, I'm not on a meal plan. Instead of being the guy who eats out every night, I was like, maybe I'll, you know, pretend to be a competent adult and cook shit. And it, I mean, it also does take – I don't, I don't want to take it away from me. It does take effort and, like, willpower to, like, do something like that. But I just don't. I just don't have it. 
Because, like, I'll buy things. Like, I'll get, like, that thing. I even tried, I've even tried, like, meal prepping before. We cook all like day. Like, the, um, the week long or the, the mm-hmm. do your meals for a week. It never goes. I do, like, two, I do, I eat two or three, and then I'm like, oh, this is a huge waste of my time and money. I mean, that's, that's, I can't do that just because I can't eat the same thing for a week straight. I have no problem doing that. <laughs> Wait, then, then what was, what was your attempt? Oh, usually it's usually just like a chicken and rice thing. Oh, okay. I I, I try to always ease into it. Simple. I'm always trying to like push for it. Yeah. Like if I'm dating somebody, and like they have a cool kitchen or they're a little more like pushing it along, I'm like, oh, I can participate. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying like, oh, every meal I cook is like beef bourguignon or something. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not doing everything like that. But like, twirling your mustache. Yeah. Only sometimes, but. I mean, usually, you know, I marinate something, I throw it in the oven, you know. Okay, it, see, it takes half an I'm, hour, I get to watch a show of something, and then I'm done, I get to eat. That's just... So, what, you, don't, you don't ever have, like, a side? I do have a side. Okay, what? Um, Give me an example of the average meal for you. Um, a meat, uh, either... No, I want, a, I, want, I want specific examples. Okay, what do I have? Your average meal. What do I have in my, in my fridge right now? I got a pork tenderloin. You just made food, right? Uh, yeah, that was just pasta because I thought it was oh. going to be quick. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, that was pasta and broccoli. I, I have pork tenderloin. I'm going to marinate it in like like a miso marinade stuff that I found online. It's going to be sweet, and I'm going to eat that tomorrow. Okay. I got some beets in there. I'm going to make some beets. I got some cauliflower. Wow. Yeah. So another thing that I'm actually I'm actually ashamed, ashamed to admit. Okay. Is that people who don't know this. Which I don't think anyone does. I've never said it before, but I'm like, this is this is probably therapeutic for me. Maybe someone will hear it and help me. All right, um, <laughs> I didn't grow up eating vegetables, so I don't have a taste for them right now in my life. I'm like trying really hard. I, I mean, there's only I'm gonna say there's only like six I eat. Still, you just named three that I don't. <laughs> Like, broccoli has to be very specifically cooked for me to, like, be able to stomach it. I don't know. I couldn't eat salad for a long time. Oh, wow. It wasn't until three, two, three years ago that I could actually, like, physically eat a salad. Like, I never thought about it. It was never a thing. And then, like, my girlfriend started making them, and I was like, those look good. And I would try to eat them, and I would actually physically get sick. That's true. I don't know what I was like. Oh, I'm just like, what the fuck? I can't even eat because like she'd bring home these Caesar salads that were basically just cheese and croutons. Yeah, I mean, if you can't even do a Caesar salad. No, I can now. Okay, I couldn't. Again, I'm totally embarrassed and ashamed. The show is about being vulnerable, though. But um, <laughs> like, I couldn't. I literally couldn't do it. And I was like, I gotta fucking make a change. I kept like trying, kept trying. <clears throat> I would like load it up with like chicken and like everything else, and I'm like, now I can eat a salad, no problem. Like it's fine. And, like, I'm working my way towards it, but, like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like, I had a completely different upbringing where it's just, like, you make a meat, you make a starch. Potatoes, chicken. Yeah. Chicken, rice. Mm-hmm. Chicken, pasta. Easy. So that, to me, is not cooking. That's making food. I do, like, a chicken pasta sometimes. Or I'll, like, get an actual chicken breast, give it a little, man, pop it in and cook some rice. Oh, so you, so you feel like there needs to be some degree of, like, self-expression in the meal for it to be suddenly, like... Cross the line from cooking. To, I think there needs to be from, more from making food to cooking. When 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 your point of making a meal is like, how can I get this done as quick as possible, as easy as possible, with as little effort as possible? That's when you're making food. When you're like, I'm gonna make this because it looks uh, delicious. Like, like I'm gonna spend my afternoon cooking something. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm gonna put in some time. I got gotcha. you. 
That th- I think that effort. I like that distinction. Absolutely, because yeah. I feel like that's what you do. Like you like said, I'm preparing something so I can eat it for dinner tomorrow. You went out of your way to find this miso marinade thing. Yeah. Like that's effort. That's cooking. I'm like, well, I only have to buy a box of pasta, um, a can of uh, chicken, mm-hmm. and a jar of sauce and cheese. And I can get all four of those things at Costco, and I can get them all in bulk so I can make this meal approximately what? There's 12 boxes of pasta, and there's three meals in a box. So, like, I can st- – I've had, I've had those ingredients mm-hmm. in my, like, possession for, like, four months and I'm still, I'm like halfway through. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not half, I'm not proud of this. I'm just saying this is how it's always been. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you got to do it worse for you, you know. You're, you're, make, you're making, you're making your small strides. You're trying vegetables. Definitely, yeah. That's the thing is like, where can I like push and make progress? Yeah, maybe like 50-year-old Jonathan will be like whipping up like some sweet stir fries in his free time. There you go. Yeah. That, that's, that's the goal. Yeah. When, when it matters. Right now exactly. it doesn't fucking matter. Like, whatever, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> 50 that's a weird thing to think about 50 year old uh yourself mm-hmm. yeah, i don't where do you see yourself I'm sorry for bringing that up 20 years I, I can't even imagine i i mean i don't know that's a bar uh, other answer, than like, the stir fry other than the stir fry i mean shit i hope i'd be making like stews and stuff i think i'll be gray by then i've noticed like a bunch of gray hairs you can't probably can't see. I can't see. Dark. No, it's dark as hell in here. No, I can't see a damn thing. It's mood lighting. Um, I know I'm in the mood. It's still dark. Um, I'm gonna actually turn off those lights a little bit because I feel like that would give it more mood lighting. Um, I feel like if you have gray hair, it's a lot easier to pull off. Oh, absolutely. Any hairstyle. Yeah. Any any truly any hairstyle. I um, I'm actually kind of excited to go gray because I feel like it's a good look. I feel like it'll still be. It's always no, gonna be a good look. I could see you in gray. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a good look. Well, look at this sweatshirt. Yeah. This is a gray sweatshirt. Yeah, you whipping up stir fries, gray hair. Okay, what else? Give gonna me, have like some, you know, some twenty-something-year-old ladies in your kitchen watching you stir Whoa. fry. Yeah, no, I, I feel it. Where do I find them fifty-year-old ladies to make me some stir fry right now? Ooh, damn, too far, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I promise. I promised myself I would focus more on creativity, so I'm gonna switch it. Okay. But I do have some because I, I do like the silly. Um, what was your first creative moment? What's my first creative moment? Um, you're Teddy. You're know, Teddy, by the way. I didn't introduce I you. Am, yeah, my name is Teddy. And and just because my stepdad's name is Teddy, your really? name is Teddy. Your name yes. is not Theodore. Your name is not Ted or whatever it is. Your name is Teddy. Like like on my birth certificate, are you saying does it yeah. say Teddy? It does not say Teddy. Oh, it, it doesn't. Is, it is Edward. Oh, that's right, Edward yeah. Teddy. Edward to Teddy. Yeah. Okay. Well, still Teddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Theodore. No, not Teddy's Theodore. not a short. My stepdad has the same thing. His name is Teddy. Just, just fly Teddy. Teddy. That is shocking. Teddy I, Eugene Gilmore. That is a hefty name. Absolutely. Teddy. Interesting. It's always weird to me when people call him Ted. He's from Texas, Ted. So your first creative moment. My first creative moment. Oh. Are you going to offer me a beer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I only say that because if we don't start drinking soon, then you get? just gonna be here. Yeah, Crazy that's uh, that, that that's happened a couple times where people bring something and then we get we get so into conversation that um, we forget mm-hmm. these twisty doos. Ah, that's a great question. It's okay, I got an opener. Yeah, you come prepared. 
You're a true host. Thank you so much. I, uh, I'm so prepared. I have, like, glasses over here. Holy crap. I have napkins. I got coasters. I got the whole nine. Well, I was lucky enough. Uh, I was given the shelf and this shelf, and I was like, let's make, a, let's make this studio a little more homely, and then boom. So, first creative moment. We're going to get creative there. Moment. Yeah, yeah. I promise. Cheers. Um, I'm going to say one random one I always remember. I was like four. I, I made story. a portable TV out of um, out of popsicle sticks. What? Yeah. Okay. I so was literally picturing you'd be like, I made a portable TV out of a portable TV and some like paper. It was not functional, but no, I made it out of popsicle sticks. I mean, there was a, a frame, and then there was like four panel cartoons, and you drag them through the frame, and boom, portable TV. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. And I made like all sorts of like really timely references, like I didn't understand, like the like the OJ Simpson trial was going on right there, and I knew the Simpsons was a show, so I made like <laughs> the trials of OJ Simpson. It Could was you the make Simpsons. different four panel things and run them through it? Oh, absolutely! I, mean, I made like dozens of them. Oh my god, that's awesome! I've first of all, I never thought of that. <coughs> we have TVs, so I've never mm. had to think of that. The fact that you like, did you like come up with that idea? Yeah. Oh my god, that's so. Good. I mean, we, we didn't, and you know, we didn't get cable until I was just like. 14 or something. So. How old are you? Huh? I'm 30. Oh, okay. For some reason, you're like, cable wasn't invented until I was 14. No, I, lived, I lived in the middle of nowhere, so we, we did not get gotcha. cable. Where? In Virginia? Yeah. I mean, like, just west of Richmond, but like... Okay. But Virginia. You're, yeah. You're, yeah, you're, but you're the, a Yeah, yeah. But the rural part. Um, we still don't have cable, actually. Isn't that like, over like a place called like Farmville is? Not that rural. Okay, because I, I, I'm surprised because there's like, there that game of, of, of was called Farmville, yeah, yeah. and then I saw it on the map, I'm like, is that a joke? Like, is someone fucking <laughs> in here right now? Is that a real place? That's a real place for my non-Virginian listeners. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, non-joke name of where I'm from, Goochland. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was weird, yeah, yeah. hearing that for the first yeah, time. Yeah, named after, like, Sir Richard Gooch or something. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Unfortunate I'm, I'm man. One of, the, one of the true losers of history. <laughs> You say that was one of the things that you thought of. What's another one? Hmm? You said that was one of the the first thing that came to your mind was that. Is there another one that you um, have? No. Or was it just that one? That, that was that was my proudest moment. Oh wow, yeah, that was very proud. What was your what was your first like improv moment? Like what you got what got you in improv? I always love hearing the story because it always it's a, in my experience it's mostly like very chance. Yeah, yeah, especially especially this community. That's absolutely what it was. Um, yeah, I've. I went out to, I mean, I, I grew up in Richmond. I moved away for, you know, most of my teenage college years. I came back when I was, like, 25, I guess. To Goochland? To Richmond. Oh. Or, I mean, I, yeah, eventually. Wait, what did you say you went in your college years? I moved, I went to, I was in D.C. for high school, and then I was in Chicago for college, and then for a little bit after college. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah. What school? Uh, Northwestern. There you go. Yeah. That's a good, my yeah. friend Shane, my friend Shane was a big Northwestern fan. Wait, what? Um, no, it's a Northwestern fan. I know, right? He he was he was very hipster. He still is. He'll never listen to this. <laughs> um, yeah, so I came back. I didn't know too many people. Um, I met Donna through um, playing board games. And one oh. night she was like, hey, guys, I can't come. Like, I got an improv show. I'm like, what's that about? And so, like, I came. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is sort of fun. You went to the show she she couldn't go to games for? Yeah. Oh my god! What game did she miss? Huh? I can't fucking remember. Okay, so you went to this. You went. Is that the theater? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a couple years ago. This was 2014. Oh wow! Yeah, early. Yeah, so it was her and Blue. 
they just did a 20 minute monocene about them like shucking corn oh my god and it was just like a lab set or something and i was like what the fuck is happening I could get into this. <laughs> so then you, did you sign up for classes? Did you like to talk to her about it? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I came to a few more shows. She was nice enough to keep comping me. So I kept mm. coming. I'm like, this is, this is fun. And so. There you go. Always ask your improv friends for comps. Like absolutely. Jets. And so then, yeah, after a couple of months of that, I was like, fuck, I'll actually do it. And you signed up for classes? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. Who's your one-on-one teacher? It was blue. Ah. Which I had, I had the fully unfortunate class where I was the only person who ever showed up to the theater ever again. I've had that. Really? Well, Matthew was in my one-on-one. Okay. And then, um, so from that class, only two people have ever gone back. And then only one of them went past that second class. And it was Matthew. That's, wow. Who was your teacher? I had Gaskill for my... Huh. Patrick Gaskill. Yeah. He was, um... He was a great one-on-one teacher. Um, <clears throat> so I know what you mean when like cause people like come up. Oh, we went through one-on-one to four-on-one together. Big team started any team afterwards. Fuck that. Yeah, dude. absolutely was, not. Basically, because after one-on-one, Matthew couldn't take two-on-one, so I took two-on-one with a whole new class. Yeah. And then only one person from that class carried on to three-on-one, and then I took five-on-one, and then four-on-one with an all-new class. Mm-hmm. So I never had that experience. Oh, of- no, absolutely. Two one, I, I had a scheduling <clears throat> issue, so I couldn't stay with those people. So three one is a whole new group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, three one, I had another scheduling issue, so I couldn't be with them. The and only four re- one, and then four one, just by complete chance, Meredith ended up taking four one twice in a row. So she was the first person I ever had a second class with. Oh, there you go, four one. Interesting. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's always funny how that kind of works. Out. Yeah, and then like a year later, I took. Uh, I took four one again, and Ms. Michelle Merger was in my first two one, so it ended up. That oh, I've now had two people. I've been in two classes. With. I did. I did take four one with Matthew because um, I took five one, then took four one, and that gap diminished once mm-hmm. that happened. So I really wanted to TA his three one, but I couldn't do that. That would have been weird. Um, okay, so what was like the moment you were hooked? I mean, honestly, it was. I watch a lot of Da Vinci sets. I mean, just because you know, every time Donna was on stage, I, mean, I just she kept. I mean, that's how I got comp. So. Yeah, yeah. Da Vinci shows, and Pedro will always be in the set after that. I mean, pretty much him. I mean, yeah. pretty much watching him do his thing. He's got that yeah. that vibe about absolutely. Him for sure. Yeah, we had an exercise once where we had to imitate somebody playing a character. And I was like, whatever, whoever it is, whoever it is, just be that person and then be playing that character. And I picked Pajar because I'm just like, I feel like I just love watching him like do his fucking thing. Like he came out. I don't know. I don't know if you were there for this one. They did a corn maze set. No, I missed that one. He came out as a scarecrow. It was a mono scene. Mm-hmm. He stood like this for 15 minutes. And I'm not exaggerating. Oh, no, I fully believe it. And then finally they got him to move, I think, or something. But like. I mean, yeah, Jonathan Nelson was like, I'm going to help you put your arms down. But he still was like... Was he having lines or was he just uh, scenery? <clears throat> he was scenery for the first half of the show. <clears throat> it was amazing. That's beautiful. Honestly, I've, I've, I don't know if I've talked about it, but one of the best sets I've ever seen in my life. Like, it was incredible. God, it looks like it was scripted. And I think that's the highest compliment you can give an improv set. Is, <laughs> that looks like it was scripted. Yeah. Which is... Oh my God. So crazy. I mean, have you gotten that? Has someone told me that or have mm-hmm. had that feeling? No, have you, has someone told you that? No, hell no. Also, it's, it's my original like, compliment, so. I've definitely told people that, though. 
when I, when you see when you mm-hmm. see a set that you're just like, it's like oh, they oh, planned this. Yeah, they like, planned those beats. That had to be planned. Yeah, there's no way that wasn't planned. That one, uh, the prime. T- oh, was it past their prime time players from San Francisco when they came to second best. Mm-hmm. I'm still geeking out over there. Their set was <laughs> incredible. Oh my gosh! So then, what was um, what was like? Your, what was like your big improv moment? Like, what was your moment where you're just like, I love this. Um, I'd say my three hundred one show. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's I- surprising because three hundred one is the weirdest show. Yeah, but that one, that entire thing just clicked with me, and I don't know. Sometimes I felt a little guilty. Maybe I blew my teammates off the stage, but I just had ideas for fucking everything. Buttons, huh? Yeah, buttons. Yeah, and the heightening. Or just like, yeah, this this would fit. This would fit. This would fit. And people like, you know, I felt bad. And people like, no, that that was actually pretty good. <clears throat> I feel like three hundred one is where some people just really just fucking get it, mm-hmm. and some people I don't know. It's always funny hearing like, especially the Johnsons, like mm-hmm. Jesse and then Lauren Serpa have been like, "Yeah, I just didn't get three hundred one when I took it the first time." And I'm like, "You really? Yeah, knowing knowing what I know about you, that doesn't make sense." Yeah, I, um, I mean, and I feel like even these days, it's like you at least get to do scenes in three hundred one. When I did, it was essentially just doing to the ether for thirty minutes. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Or just like just strings of like, hey, everybody's and just just, you know, no, no cohesive set. It was just a bunch of group games. That was the thing I was worried about, because I think the first time I saw it, I will say that the first time, the first time my first like one of my first showcase, mm-hmm. I had somebody go. And afterwards, because I, wa- I was in the one on one that I watched the 301 with with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, yeah, I didn't get that last one. The second one was the best because it was two hundred one, and then one hundred one was like, okay, fine. Yeah, I know that person, so that was the best. But like, realistically, like two hundred one was good because three hundred one is so complicated. Like, you're so focused on all these things that you think about as a performer, and it doesn't always translate into good stage material. Yeah, I would love to see, um, a, like big bosses do a three hundred one set. Oh, that would be. That's not it. You should you should pitch that. Who would, who would want? I mean, I want to see it just because I want to see it, not because I think it would help. I mean, they do like Harold Nights they or whatever. They they should do a one off, just like Pattern patterns night? on Patterns Night. Yeah, pattern patterns and game night. Hmm, that would be interesting because I feel like one thing I I know about three hundred one is like that's kind of like very heady and people get very confused. I, I had a, I had a terrible time with it. Like I got it, I got mm-hmm. it, and I got patterns, but like how to put it into a show, it's just like I don't know how to do this. I was not looking forward to my three hundred one showcase. Yeah. And I dressed like it. <laughs> Wait, what, what does that mean? What did you wear? <clears throat> I wore a brown shirt with black pants. So really trying to stand out. <sighs> Man. Seeing, because there's video of it. And I'm like, oh, it's a terrible choice. But I think it was just that shirt. That shirt was always a terrible choice. It's like a bedtime shirt. I realized. <laughs> brown Henley? Nah. Um, I'm trying to remember what my other... Oh, uh, what kind of shampoo do you use? Shampoo? I use... Uh, what is it, Pantene, like, classic curls or something, curl maintenance? Oh, you have curly hair. I do have curly hair. Well, then, yeah, that shampoo's working because it, it's not all curly. It's like, there's some there's some wavy shape. Yeah, there, there's some shapes to it. It's interesting. Huh? Do you have to, like, do you have to um, do, wash it every day to get it to maintain that? Or if you let it go for, like, a day or two, will it go boing? I have to wash it every day because otherwise I literally can't do anything with it. Interesting. Like the only thing that makes it take a semi-coherent shape is taking a shower and then brushing it immediately. Wow, interesting. I've I've been struggling with trying to figure out how to style my hair forever. Probably since I got short hair. Because when I had long hair, like it goes that way, goes that way, and you're fine. But like short yeah, I mean, hair, I mean, yeah, right there, you have limited options. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't get hair. I don't get facial hair. Can you grow a beard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it a, comes out pretty sweet. It's like a super red, like so super what, ginger red. So why don't you grow it out? That's a great question. I guess the the professional world's weighing me down. I guess. Ah, uh, you can't. You can't have a beard at work. It's one of the things. Like you know, you can be like a day stubble or like full beard, but like the the medium, the middle ground is frowned upon. How do you get to the How do you get to the long ground? Like go on vacation for a month, I guess. <laughs> go to a deserted island. Yeah, exactly. That's so weird. Yeah, I mean, I I get it because like that was the thing with like I remember when I worked in there was a kitchen I worked in and they were like, "You gotta come in shade every day." I'm like, "I think there's a full beard," and they're like, "Nah, you got to." I'm like, they would like send me home if I didn't. Did you have to wear like beard hair nets? I don't know. I, first of all, I can't. Or did he have to? I don't remember. I don't think he did. Or did he have, like, an out because he was a fixture at that point or something? Probably. He was a Sioux or something like that. No, I don't, I don't remember. A Sioux? a Sioux chef. Oh. I thought you meant, like, he was a Native American. No, he was a boy named Sioux. Oh. He was a lawyer. He was always suing people. I think that's the only Sioux, like, reference, references that I have. I just realized um, when you came over, you mm-hmm. had mentioned food. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so hungry. And so... I'm very lightheaded from... What, what is this? Presidente, the finest of uh, the Mexican beer at the place next to my apartment. Interesting. That's one of the, my favorite things about the show is just like trying all these new things. I, know, I was going to bring uh, Pacifico, which is the finest of Mexican beer Kroger. But then, you know, there was an unfortunate accident. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I just picture you going to a bodega for these and like you speak <laughs> fluent Spanish for some reason and they know you there because you live so close. No, I'm, that, that's in my head. I get Mexican beer probably 80% of the time. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure either. I've never, I've never gotten the appeal. I will say it's going to make the choice to get Chipotle later a good choice. There we go. Have you ever had, have you ever, no, you don't eat out. Do you ever eat no, out? Do I? Are you, are you saying? Because I cook, I never eat out. Yes, I, I eat out. When's the last time you had Chipotle? When's the last time I had Chipotle? I was a week ago. That's good. Yeah. I don't know why. I've got you pegged as this, like, never eat out kind of guy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm stuck on that. I'm stuck on, because I feel like that's very telling. Um, I'm going to switch gears, because I'm. it just kind of, I just... I just A to B to C to D, and I'm on D now. I'd like um, I'd like to stay on this topic just a moment. What does that mean? How did you have me paid? As someone, when you cook, you prepare. I do things. cook. Yeah, I can't I can't imagine you ever wanting to go somewhere else. Are you, are you saying that I think no one else can top my cooking because that's patently untrue. Oh no, I don't. Any think number of people in the Richmond area can easily top my you, cooking. You 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 define yourself as like a decent cook. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm here for that. Um, but I just figure that more often than not, you're like, I'm gonna stay in. You go shopping and buy a week's worth of groceries. I'm just like, when do you have time to go out? Answer me that. Well, it's not like I'm buying. If you buy groceries, in my mind, you don't you don't eat out because you well, buy groceries. Well, it's not like I'm buying like a pound of potatoes. I'm like, oh, I gotta get rid of all these by next Tuesday, <laughs> so I'm gonna make like twenty potato dishes. I love potatoes so much. <laughs> I actually I, don't like potatoes. What? I don't like potatoes. If I go to a potluck, I'm bringing mashed potatoes. I don't like mashed potatoes. That, no, I'm saying that that's like my that's like not like to fuck with you, but like that's like my thing. I, that's my thing. That's I can't a, make anything else. That's I a good make, thing. No, that's that's a, there's 
pretty much no no meal that that does not go with. So you always have a place. Yeah, think of a meal that doesn't go with soup. Fuck you, mashed potato soup. Yeah. I ate fried mashed potatoes the other day. Ooh, like like balls, like breaded. And- they were like like tubes, I guess. Oh, I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. With serve with serve with gumbo over rice. Where did you uh, get these tubes? Uh, Anthony's parents' house. Oh, home cooked gumbo. It was amazing. I just got to brag about it because it was so good. Wait, so like Anthony's parents are good cooks? Anthony's. I don't know if his mom can cook because she didn't cook. His dad's like really into cooking. So that that's why he can't cook because he just goes home and eats that. Well, he doesn't go home that often. I don't think. Maybe like once every weekend or every other weekend or something. I would imagine. Hmm. I don't know. Come on. I expect you to have this intel. Well, I gave you enough. I gave you a lot. That's a lot. I'm going to shift gears now. Okay. Okay. Let's, all right. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Yeah. Don't try to host the show because I'll let you. Um, so do you do anything else Creative. Creative. Um, would you would you define yourself as a creative? Um, not in the context of like I would not go into a creative industry. I suppose. No, I don't want. I don't. I don't care about that context. I mean, would you consider not like a creative, like a problem solver, but like? I don't know. I'm. I, I guess I'm good at creative. Like within certain bounds, like maybe that's part of why I like cooking. Because like you know, you have a recipe, you have an idea of what stuff's supposed to look like. So you like it, but like you get to experiment. Structure. You get to experiment within a certain context. Like I guess improv, like you have a set, you have an expectation of like what you're you're trying to express in the set, and like you get a lot of wiggle room. But so you like you it still got to get from A to B in some sense. So you just like to know that there's a. B to get to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you you are not the kind of person who's like, let's start here and go and figure that shit out. You're, not, I don't want to say innovator, but just like, like like someone who's like drawing or painting. Like, they might have an idea, but it might like change a lot along the way. Mm-hmm. With cooking, it's like I'm planning on making this, and so I get to like do be a doer and make it. With improv, it's like we plan to do like for example like a format, mm-hmm. and obviously things might change or something like that. But like. It's like you. Mm. I'm. I. I tend to self criticize a lot. So when I do, I have tried to be like the 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 drawer guy in the past. Sure. And I'm like, this sucks. I'm gonna stop. This sucks. I'm gonna stop. Is it? Is it because you weren't good at it right away? Cause, I mean, that's like mo- that's a lot of people. I mean, it might be that. I mean, I'm definitely definitely guilty of that for sure. With like, especially with like drawing or something, because drawing mm-hmm. is really difficult. But like with like music and stuff, like that's something that I always like give up on every like day. <laughs> <laughs> Every day I'm like, fuck it, I can't do it. And then the next day I'm like, well, let me try again. I'm, I don't know. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to gauge better what, from your perspective what kind of creative you are because you're a creative. I like to think to an extent. I'm. I think that you know, cooking I have to eat, so I might as well make something good or improv. You don't or have improv, to perform. Improv, I have to. I mean, I enjoy it. I have to. I have to get on stage and do something. Like uh, people, okay. people are off the stage. I have to. I have to get on there and fill some some sense of dead air. So I guess I guess having the pressure that you know this ha- is it's going to happen with or without you. So you might as well fucking do it. If I'm, if I'm drawing something, you know, it can be my masterpiece that I spent fifty years on, and then I'm just going to throw it away at the end. 
Why would you throw away anything you make? Because it's not a masterpiece. Well, if you spend 50 years on it, it's going to be a masterpiece for sure. If you spend 50 years on one drawing, I'm going to assume it's good. That's better be a damn sweet drawing. Okay, so, I'm, again, I'm, I'm trying to peg. Like, so what would you say motivates you to, to produce whatever you produce, whatever kind of thing that you make? Um, just, I guess, self-interest. Does that sound lame? But, like, you know, I no. want to... I want to... Actually, I actually talked to... I had someone on the show where I talked, I talked about this idea of, like, that's that's the reason everyone does anything. Yeah. you We all operate and function out of something. I want I want to make something that that satisfies myself. Sure. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. Because improv, like... I, I don't really care about the audience, I guess. I don't want to, I don't want to alienate or confront the audience or anything, but like I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me and for my teammates. Sure. It's and just, and if yeah. we and if we kill it and the audience isn't laughing then then so be it. Yeah, I definitely can echo the idea like I'm on stage, I don't care what I'm not even paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. I might be listening for the edit, but like Beyond that, oh yeah, like it's it's more for me. Just like I want to make my teammates laugh. I want to yeah. have fun up exactly. here. Exactly, exactly. This is this is my twenty five minutes a week on stage. I'm gonna make it my fucking time. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. And cooking is very similar too because you're not cooking for somebody else. And if you were, that would be in your interest because you would want to like feed them. Mm-hmm. Whereas art, what do you what, what? And you seem the kind of person who's like, what would I get out of drawing on this paper? It doesn't matter how amazing the drawing is. What would I get? Mm-hmm. And like the reward, whatever it may or may not be, with however much work you may or may not have to put in, mm-hmm. there's not enough of a, of a pull for you to be like, ah, yep, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, art almost feels like it needs an audience, like like physical art, more than anything else. Because improv, you can do it by yourself and crack yourself up. Yeah. Well, no, I don't agree, because then with art, you can draw something and appreciate it. You can, I guess you can appreciate it on your own, but... There's plenty of things that I have that I didn't make, but that I have <clears throat> that nobody ever sees. But, like, I see it all the time. Yeah, but... But, but so, so I'm saying that, like, there are things that you can make that you would... Ne- no, you, you make dinner and no one ever sees it. Mm-hmm. I guess there is an audience, you. But again, you, as a person... I, are your walls bare in your house? No. You have pictures up? Yes. Okay, well then that that thread is dead. <laughs> okay, so then I just don't think that you think that the amount of effort it would take to, first of all, be good. I'm going to keep using this drawing example. Okay. You can put it on the table, it's fine. I just have the coasters for um, posterity's sake. You can tell this table's like destroyed. Oh, wow. Yeah, was, I, I did free. not notice that. It was free. And it's, oh. it's serving a great purpose. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I do miss having a table in my dining room, though. Um, so yeah, I think that you're... I'm pegging you as the kind of person who uh, is like, I don't think the amount of effort it would take to be good at drawing is worth the time. But the amount of time it would take to get good at cooking, you're like, I'm here for it. I feel like cooking, you just get to enjoy the process. Like, you know, even if this didn't work out, I'm still eating dinner and it's still... Even if it doesn't work out, I'm still drawing and I'm still... As I'm saying, like... I think that it's it's the like you said it's you're 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 more of a goal goal oriented person. You wouldn't enter a creative field 
like you said, I think mm-hmm. that that's re- I think that relates. I think that requires you to have some mastery over something that doesn't yield you the same results as a different job might. What, what do you do? I do I do financial stuff. I sell okay. I sell financial things to like banks, insurance companies. I'm trying to I'm trying to find a way to I'm trying to find a way to make this make sense, but also find the truth in making it make sense. So what did you, what did you say motivates you? I'm just I guess keeping yeah. I mean both self improvement and like just uh, making feeling good about something I've done myself. I guess I guess I don't know I I used to play instruments for a long time, but no matter all the pro, the practice I did, I, I was never good at them. I didn't have the physical dexterity, and all the practice in the world didn't help that. Interesting. But I don't know. I feel like improv. It doesn't. It doesn't need. I mean, there's absolutely practice involved. But I mean, I practice. You know, every week. But it doesn't. It doesn't seem to have like that. That prerequisite. Like you know, I'm not going to be a great classical guitarist because my hands just don't work that way. But like you know, I can. So is it because the things that we're talking about that you don't do, quote unquote, don't do, are physical, not mental? Whereas improv. There are some physic there are some physicalities that are required, but your style of of performance is more thinky. Yeah, I, I like to think my way through things. Yeah, so you're not going to be the the most emotive or doing anything crazy, but like you'll always have the button, you'll always have the the smart move, the smart play, the three hundred one play, which is why you fucking love three hundred one, you crazy bastard. It, I feel like I feel like we just made it make sense. It, it, that probably that's you might be onto something. I think we're onto something here. So, hmm, thinking more about it. So, what else? What have you? What What is something else that you do that is considered creative? Um, considered creative. What else do I do? I play a lot of board games. Play a lot of board games. I feel like that fits. I feel like that fits the the puzzle we've just it put together. It fits the thread. Yeah, I feel that. One hundred percent. Thinking and then winning. You like to win. You're competitive. I do like to win. Hell yeah, that's the way it goes. I'm definitely changing gears into board games now. Okay, let's hear it. What's your favorite board game? My favorite board game is one that most people probably do not know. It's called BattleCon. It is essentially if you took Street Fighter and you turned it into a board game. How the fuck do you do that? Hmm? How the fuck do you do that? Okay, how you do that? Street Fighter has a finite um, list of results. Correct. Right? Yes. If you're in a realistic kind of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm assuming that you break that down as much as possible and find a way to do something with like dice rolls. Uh, no dice. It's you got uh, you got like your basic range of attacks. Like I can punch someone, I can throw someone, I can shoot a fireball, whatever. Okay. And then like depending on what character you've chosen, like they got like their own distinct flair. Like the big guys, like I'll throw a massive fireball, and it might be like slow, but like blow up or whatever. You know, they have different like stats yeah yeah and yeah, yeah. So they got you got everyone's got their basic attacks, and then they got like special attacks, personal modifiers to yep, those yep. attacks. Okay. And, and so and so you got the you got like a board that you can run into each other run away from each other i mean you got yeah i got super moves it's it's a it's it's street fighter so how do you how does it fare how, where's the um 
Where's the, uh, there's there's the, a lot of there's a lot of mind games. Like you might play <laughs> a really slow attack that goes last, but is it turn based? Ah, uh, you sort of like you to play two saying. cards at the same time. So I play two cards, and yeah. then someone else so plays like, two cards. Like I could play like a fast jab and just like bop you, and and then you're like, oh, I'm hit, I can't punch. Or I could play like a slow, super defensive attack. I'm picturing, expecting you I'm to picturing D and D to bop me. Picturing D and D style. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. You're not saying anything, huh? Uh, Where there's know. no like, okay, my turn's over, your turn. It's more like everyone's kind of doing things at once. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you play your cards at the same time, and so like, oh, so everyone goes like, okay, so like, now, like, yeah, now it's 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 one on one. Oh, yeah, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because again, it's Street Fighter. Wow, wow, that's kind of obvious now. Yeah, that you say that. I don't know why I pictured a four player game. Alright, so you just go, okay, yes. now two, here's two cards. I'm doing yeah. this. Is it like one, two? Hmm? Is it like this is first, this is second? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, like, you, you know, your attack's got, you know, it's got how fast it is or how hard it is. And so, so you like, said, do you have something a big deck of cards? Not much. It's like 20 cards a person, and you play it two at a time, whatever. And you take it back up? Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Yeah, okay, and, and, so, and, so, and so the guy might be like, I'm just going to punch you right in the face, and you, you could be like, I'm going to jump back and then throw a fireball. And, or you could be like, I'm just gonna guard it and then punch you harder. Or you know, there's there's like five counter it. moves, and then that guy's like, oh, I know you can jump back, so I'm gonna actually like fake you out and so throw it's a fireball. Basically, just extremely complicated rock paper scissors. Yes, absolutely. That's 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 the that's what I got. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of mind games. Mind games. Do you have a, a go-to strategy for when you play rock paper scissors? Ah, uh, no, pure chaos. I have a distinct strategy. Can it defeat pure chaos? No, I feel like that's the that's like the uh, the counter to it, because pure chaos doesn't. If it is, if it is to take away the fancy term, if it is truly random, mm-hmm. then there's no way to like predict. Whereas if you play mind games, then <clears throat> you have to, you know, then you're playing like. Um, I see thinking what I'm thinking, or uh, so. What, like, are you saying like if we both play rock, then you're thinking like, oh, you're gonna play paper to beat rock, so I'm gonna play scissors to beat that. So you're gonna play rock to beat that, so I'm gonna play paper, and then like, yeah, you go on, th- you go on literally of, forever yeah, yeah, yeah. with that line of thought. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm always I always say I'm gonna throw a rock, and then I do because <laughs> then like you're not gonna do that, and sometimes it fucks with them. And then you know if I want to change, I can change whatever the fuck I want because I'm not like I didn't sign a contract. <laughs> but like if you tell someone what you're gonna throw, like then you gotta know if you know that kind of person, then you know how how they'll react. Mind games—that's what you love. I do love mind games. Um, how do you feel about Monopoly? Monopoly—it's—it's it's not a good game. It's not a good game. It is not a good or not a fun game. Neither for you. Neither. Why isn't it good? Classic game. It is classic game. People, you think board game, and you don't think of all the new, the new wave. You think old wave board games. You think Monopoly. Old wave board games. Ah, Clue. Clue is the gem of the old wave. Interesting. Clue is the best game. I mean, Monopoly. It, it's random, and there's apparently I, I, I haven't done any research because Monopoly sort of sucks. But apparently, everyone's playing like all these rules wrong, and it should take half the time it does. But I people just, don't play auctions, and people have house rules that extend the game. If you don't use free parking, five hundred dollars. Oh, that's oh yeah. You 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 read the articles. Oh, hundred percent. Okay. Letting on go does not mean you get four hundred dollars. And if you can't afford to buy a property, you can go up for auction. Actually, at any time you can put a property up for auction. Especially if you have zero dollars, I can put a property up for auction. Wait, can you like, sell your own? 
sell your own? No, no, no. So if you lend, if, if you have, so th- for the example, you have no money, mm-hmm. and I have a f- 50, uh, the full $1,500. Yeah, yeah. I land on Boardwalk. I can say, I'm not going to buy it. And then that property goes up for auction. And then I say, I bid $1. And you're like, I have no money. And you have no way to get money, so I basically you, can buy it, it for yeah, $1. Yeah. But, like, nobody plays auction rules. I don't buy it. And then it stays there. And then you have to land on it again. And so, like, nothing ever happens. But if you can't buy a property, it goes up for auction. People, that's the way people don't play. I, don't know, I, haven't, I haven't played that game with people over the age of 10 in a very long time. Wow, you're a terrible so, person. Huh? The thing that people hate about me when I play Monopoly is I, the way I trade. Obviously, I'm going to try to like stack it as much as my favor as possible. Mm-hmm. The last game I played, my mom left the room and I made a trade with one of my siblings, and she came back and I like won because of that trade. <laughs> but like, she was just like looking at me the whole time, like you motherfucker, like what the hell is wrong with you? Why would you? Why would you agree to that trade, Preston? What are you doing? And it was just like I don't know. I just want the game over with. And I'm like, yeah, going for the W. That's why I like Monopoly because. I am vindictive enough to like to try to win, mm-hmm. and it's fun. It's a challenge. Yeah, but especially when you're playing with someone who thinks the way you do, because you're like, we're both trying to get the oranges because mm-hmm. they're the highest for like the cheapest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I like I like winning. I like playing against people who are easy, but like, mm-hmm. I like winning against people who are good. Yeah. Like Catan is one of those games. Have you ever played two player Catan? I'm not actually. What's the uh, what's the the big new hook that changes that one? You just like remove some shit. I think, I think you make the board smaller. That makes sense. I don't remember. Is it is it just cutthroat? It's even worse if you can believe it. Because okay. like three four player guitar, you're just like, and well, you- we're having fun. We're here together. Like, when did we ever do this kind of thing? But like, I would play with my my ex, mm-hmm. and it'd be like we play like three games. And- Bless you. Thank you. What a guy. Matthew sneezed for the people who aren't here. Um, That's Matthew Forehand, his roommate. He's he's friend of the show. He's been on three times. That's one of my favorite constructs of like NPR is like friend of the show. No, is uh is someone just like a a person out of nowhere? It's like I don't know. I was at the bank when I heard a sound behind him, and then like the host is like, "That's Brian Johnston, the manager of the bank." <laughs> That's Brian Johnston, yeah. manager of the bank. Or, or like on cereal, it's like you like I heard a sound and like Adnan was running away. It's like like that's that's Joe, a classmate of Adnan's. You know, like <laughs> they always say that shit, and I love it. No, that is good. I do love NPR. Oh my gosh, their voices are so good. <laughs> <clears throat> we but we have similar voices. Really, we don't, but we have similar inflections. We put on the sounds our voices make. I'm curious, like, go on. So sometimes we'll talk fast and mm-hmm. our words will be a little more rounded out. Mm-hmm. Almost like we're slurring, but we're not. Okay, yeah. Yeah? I feel that. Yeah, 100%. I, feel that. Yeah, yeah. I thought about that today. Because um, I, I, I'm on the phone a lot for my job. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I just, like, mumble through whatever. And uh, I had this one woman I was talking to who was just the most... The rudest ever. And I, like, sat up in my chair, and I talked, I don't want to say aggressively, but just, mm-hmm. like, very strong. Like, you know, fuck you. Like, you don't have to be <laughs> rude to me. I'm not going to take this because I just got off a rude call, and I got on another one, and I was just like, I spoke very clearly and concisely with with an attitude, and she, like, was, like, thrown back. She's like, oh, shit, I didn't expect this from you. And so 
I thought about that. I thought about, I was thinking about my voice a lot today and how if I'm not thinking about it, I get into that kind of rounded off speech. Mm-hmm. But when I do think about it, like right now, my voice Everything comes out very hard. Very different. Very, everything is very enunciated. Yes. Yeah. Basically. Talk slower. We talk fast. We're, we're fast talkers. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that trips us up and rounds it out. You talk fast. You're not thinking. You're careless. I, I used to be a lot worse in like high school. I used school. to be a lot worse. Mm. Do you ever stutter? Ah, uh, yes. Yes, I do. I or, actually, I actually, I don't get... St- I get caught in stutter sometimes. I'm not. I'm not like a full like f- 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 something, but I, I, I forget what a word is, and then I just like the uh, the. That's not stuttering. That's, I don't know. Stuttering for me is like when you tr- you're trying. Like, to say- like I say a word wrong, and then like I can't continue until I say it right. I guess that is stuttering. I don't know if that's stuttering. Stuttering is. I think I I I don't know the exact definition, but to me, it's when you are trying to say a word mm-hmm. and you can't get it out. You like stutter through it, yeah. And I'll say this to so, I'll say this to some anonymous friends of mine: you don't make fun of somebody when they fucking stutter. It's really <laughs> rude. Yeah, they can't help it. They can't help it. It's it's you're you're like trying to say a word. So now I mean, like the thing is like you just like stop talking, but like it's, it it is very embarrassing. But like I don't know. I haven't thought about it, and and it's funny because sometimes I will stutter and no one will say anything. I'm like, okay, cool, like normal, and then like yeah, mm-hmm. some people. Recently made fun of me for like a stutter, and I was like, really, I was like, okay, I don't even want to fucking talk anymore. Like, whatever, I just want to go home. Nah, that's nah, it's poor form. Poor form, for sure. Um, Vampire Catan, it's very competitive, especially when one person wins all the time. Especially when the other person's a, the loser is a sore loser. You know what I hate more than a sore loser though? Hmm. A sore winner. Sore winner. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oof. Rubbing in your face? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm a very graceful winner. Yeah. I'm not necessarily a graceful loser. I don't <laughs> like to lose. Like, it's kind of like, I'm the same way no matter if I win or lose. I'm like, let's put the game away and mm-hmm. not look at it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't want to look at it if I lost, and I don't want you to look at it if you <laughs> lost, because this is going to ruin our evening. No, I like. Um, I haven't played board. I, I don't play enough board games. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites to play is Cards Against Humanity. That's a classic. Classic. I have like I have like this big travel case mm-hmm. full of cards. Bought all the expansions, everything. I just think there's no there's no game funner more fun than that game because it's just like ridiculous and it includes everybody. Yeah. Although. I hate it when um, you play a card and everyone's like, man, that card sucks. And you're like, yeah, who played that shit? <laughs> I don't know. I just like it because it just gives me free reign to uh, make family members say truly awful things. And it's just like, I, I have no control over this. Cards have been played. What is it with families in playing that game? I play that game with my family and my yeah. siblings who are all, we, put, we played that game before any of them were teenagers. <clears throat> yeah, like, like my my sixty two year old uncle's like, yeah, we need to play. I'm like, okay. I'm trying to. Rem- oh, um, <laughs> one of the funniest moments. I can't believe I, I can't believe I forgot about this. Was um, I think it was very apropos for like today's culture. Uh, my brother, my little brother. I think he was. Golly, he was fourteen. 
He's like, yeah, I don't know what this is. That was cunnilingus. <laughs> I'm like, typical man doesn't know what cunnilingus is. Hmm. Hmm. Poor fourteen-year-old still sitting there, like I still don't know. I have no idea. I have no I, idea. I am a target of ridicule right now, but I have no context. <laughs> I like the way you said that. I like the way you think about that. Um, hmm. Hmm. I'm always, I'm always hyper aware of the time because I don't. I always lose myself in conversation. How do you feel so far? I feel great. Yeah. How long do you think we've been podcasting for? I'd say 45 minutes. We've been doing for about an hour. Really? Mm-hmm. That's not too different. 45 minutes, I suppose. I was going to say, I was like, oh, that's like completely anticlimactic now because like, it's like 15 minutes off. I was like, oh, that was a, that was a pretty reasonable guess. Pretty, yeah, pretty reasonable. Good, good job. Um, did you come prepared with anything you wanted to talk about? No, I was I was curious about the process. I'm curious about the, the process is all bullshit. There's the no process, process is all bullshit. Like, well, how, how did you start doing podcasts? How did I start? Yeah, um, I I, so I I went to college. I was in this relationship, and then that ended amicably. College ended. Uh, that job I was working at ended, and I started a new one that sucked. A lot of things were ending in my life, mm-hmm. so I moved to Richmond basically after like a lot of shit happened, <clears throat> and then. Um, immediately got into a relationship. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start the podcast. Um, is this your first podcast? No. This is my first podcast, but I've been on other ones before. I, okay, yeah. This is the first one you've hosted. Hosted, okay. Yeah. Um, so I got out of the relationship and realized I didn't have an identity. Like I, mm-hmm. I was basically always, always, always in relationships, and that was the only thing I would do was like strive to be in another relationship. And I got out of one, I immediately downloaded all the apps and like try to find somebody like, fucking make time alone not happen basically sure um so when i got out of that relationship I'm like oh this is like no way to live your life because i wasn't in college anymore so like it didn't make sense i was like i had a lot of free time i worked 40 hours a week and then like that was it like what else did i do nothing oh mm-hmm. fuck what do i do with my time <clears throat> and so i was like oh let me get into let me let me indulge on these creative aspects improv music stand-up and podcasting were the four things i wanted to do um it's taken a long time, but I'm finally getting into like some a bunch of them. But so I started doing the show, and uh, I don't know. I had done a podcast with some friends, and it kind of died because the editing took a lot of work, and it was like nobody, nobody would put the time in because it's four hours to edit every every week, and it's like I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. And the product was amazing, but it's like fuck that. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna make an episode. I'm gonna make a show, no editing, just like intro music, show music. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, I don't think people like the music, but I'm like, fuck you, it's my show. Like, go skip no, it. I, I've dug it. I like it. Yeah. I think it's fun. Also, it gives me a platform to promote my friend's music. So, yeah, there was one episode that had a song and I liked it. I can't, I wish I had more context on that. I can't yeah. remember which episode it was. I I've, listened, I've listened to about four episodes of your show and I enjoyed them. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember anything that I put in the episodes. I think I can probably, I could probably accurately name the songs in like, 10 of my episodes and this is this is episode 59 59 that's a solid number that's that's the crazy part is i've been doing this for over a year now so if it's a weekly show yeah wow weekly yeah i've gotten lucky like like the live episode came out and that was easy to like throw in for a week and then like this this weekend Mm -hmm. in real time yeah so that one's gonna take about a week so this isn't this isn't coming out for like two weeks can i say what date it is is that is that today yeah yeah. i don't care guys guys, it's october 2nd it's October second. Mm. It's a peak behind the curtain. Peak, but I, I'm, I remember 
I don't know. Okay, so um, so yeah, I was like, I want to, I want to. I had been listening to the Pete Holmes podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you made it weird. Have you listened to that one? I I don't. I don't get but so much time to listen to podcasts. Sure. I don't. I I I used to work a data entry job, mm-hmm. so I'd have. I worked four days a week, ten hours a day. I had plenty of yeah. time. Um, and they're about two, three hours each. And he would talk about comedy stuff, mm-hmm. creative stuff. They talk about like relationships and the religion. That was like the three ma- the major. His uh, his email for the show was comedy sex god, and it sounds <laughs> funny, but like when you break it down, it's like comedy sex and god and things he talks about. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got really vulnerable on the show, and I loved listening to it. And I was going through some real shit, and he would touch on these points, and I'm just like. Oh my god, are you speaking directly to me? Like, do you know everything that's going on in my head right now? Mm-hmm. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is amazing. Um, and that was the big inspiration, which like, I'm gonna do that same show. So for the first twenty, those are two plus hours each. Yeah, that's that's endurance. And it was very fun. Um Matthew's first episode was three hours. That is shocking. We didn't know each other then. <laughs> just like, oh, we're roommates now. Maybe we should. Or no, I actually thought it have to have been before your roommates. That was when we had known each other for like three weeks. Wow. Yeah. So you're like, hey, hey, Matthew, I'm I'm that guy with. Uh, I bought some mics. What are you doing tomorrow? Basically, yeah, that's what I did for the first, the first what, uh, like fifteen episodes. It was most of my one-on-one, mm-hmm. Ryan Clatterbuck. And then a couple people who I met at the theater, or Matthew's friend Wade. I met Mary Jane French, <laughs> Ryan Clatterbuck, Patrick Allen, who was my 201 TA, which he was the first one I got in 201. So yeah, that was basically how it started, was with like classmates. I'm like, anyone who I felt comfortable asking. And then after a while, it just started turning into like a thing where I could ask different friends I had made. Mm-hmm. And I, this sounds so pretentious, but like people ask me to be on it now. Yeah. You're one of those people. I am one of those people. And I love it because it's like, oh my gosh. And then like Kale, Kale was like, you're doing like a wonderful thing for our community. And I'm just I know, like, it's, oh my God, thank you. It's, it's interesting. So, it's like taking the, taking the smallest peek behind a curtain of like people I've known for a while. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the most fun thing. It's like when people come on, like we just talk for like an hour and sometimes we get into like really deep shit, but sometimes mm-hmm. like we just have like a, a chat and you're just yeah. like. I know a little bit more about Teddy now or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. But that's a, that's one of the reasons why the format's changed. It's shorter and I don't talk about relationships like ever because it got whiny and it got like very like too vulnerable. Like yeah. I'm okay with being vulnerable, but when I'm just like up here, I'm just like I'm sad because I don't know how to talk to women in public without seeming creepy. I'm like like what is who is that helping? That's not helping anybody. But when you if it got to the point we're talking about like a relationship in the context of like, I don't know, like the healthy, hel- a healthy conversation about. It. I feel like that's like, I haven't found it yet. That's why I don't have a good example. Let me get that for you. Thank you. But um, yeah. So that's kind of how it all how, how it all came to be. Mm-hmm. Where it was just like, oh shit. Okay, well, I'm out of this relationship. I've always wanted to do this show. That's why it's called The Producers, because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm tired of things falling apart. I'm tired of nobody putting in the... So the, we're, we're going to build them back up. We're going to produce them. We're going to produce... This, this show is meant for people who produce things. I don't want anybody who doesn't make anything. And what's really funny, and I don't mean this as a knock. Mm-hmm. I mean this solely as an observation, where like people who aren't necessarily very creative, but they do improv... Mm-hmm. 
Like bringing them, <laughs> bringing those people on the show is like um, it's always interesting because it's like they really want to be a part of this, and it's not always the easiest thing. Guys, this is possibly me. Oh, this is definitely including you. Maybe not as strongly, but just like I don't know, like. Anthony, for example, Anthony's second episode, I was like, we're not talking about improv. We're talking about like music. And talking, mm-hmm. we got like a bunch of different garbage and stuff. Sure. And like Emily's episode, which is one of my favorites, um, we talked about music for a bunch. Was that a knock at the door? No, nah, no. I think that's a uh, Tupperware container being thrown to the ground. Oh. Or something equivalent. So uh, it's so funny because Anthony's episode at the end... Um, Ariana got a cat and she was borrowing some cat supplies from Matthew and I didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. And we were literally talking about shadow people. And he was telling me this spooky story and then I heard like creepy noises at my door. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? And I was just heard, but I was like, I pictured the same thing happening again. I'm talking about Anthony's episode. I'm just like, what? Is it 10.01 right now? What's going on? Kind of thing. <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, but yeah, so it's always, it's, that's one of the best things about doing this. That's one of the, I think that's one of the reasons why it's so easy to do this because every new person is a new experience. Mm-hmm. I don't have a specific format, so I'm not forcing somebody to like meet me where I'm at. I'm trying to meet them where they're at. And it's not always easy and it's not always fun. I've had some episodes where I'm just like, This is a little painful. This is not one of those this is not a painful oh, episode. Oh my god, that's that's the best thing you could possibly say to me right now. That Sometimes episodes are painful. Mm-hmm. No, that I'm not one of them. Oh, that you're not one of yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's, that's the best thing. I think that was, that might have been earlier on when I was still so new to hosting. Oh, because I mean, I'm, picture what you need out of a host. I'm technically hosting the yeah, show, yeah. but like the vibe I'm setting is like we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like, I have to lead some shit. I have to like really force some things. And sometimes, and this is not a dig at anyone, specifically Rachel. I'm just gonna say it because she didn't want to talk about herself. This is not a dig at Rachel. It's not a dig at anyone who's been on my show. But people don't want to talk sometimes. So you have to kinda of pull it out of them or you have to find a way to go around it. And it's like that's one of the best things about being a host is like that's your job. Your job is to make them look good mm-hmm. and have them on the show and have a good show. And I've had I've never I've never had a bad show. I've never found an episode where I'm like, I don't want to release this. Like I've never not released an episode. Um, I love all my guests. But it, they're not all the same they're not all the same it doesn't always go the same way it doesn't always go the way i think it will go like i i used to have a notebook can you believe that i i fully believe it. you definitely seem like a notebook person i definitely i am a notebook person were you, show. Were, you, were you one of those people in college who took notes on like a, a dedicated like like one of those like moleskin notebooks i was not actually i was a Play video games and try to copy all the slide information while, while during class, kind of student. Oh, play video games during class. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, what was your jam? I don't want to say. I would just play whatever. I would just play whatever emulator I was playing on. Okay, uh, Super Mario World, Super Mario, any any Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. I definitely had a RuneScape phase in like my senior year. I never got that far. I love RuneScape. <laughs> I would play it all the time if I had the time. It takes a lot of fucking time. When's the last time you logged on RuneScape? Last time I logged on RuneScape was probably sometime... I'm pretty sure I did it two years, a year and a half ago, before I did improv. Once I started doing improv, <laughs> I couldn't do it anymore. You're like, oh, man, I have better things to fill my time than RuneScape. Oh, 100%. But like, I would play it, because it's a fun game. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's challenging. You have to solve... It's like mentally like solve these puzzles. Absolutely, yeah. Very fun game. I still appreciate it, but I just don't have time to play it. Yeah, yeah. I don't have time to play any game anymore. That's why I don't like fucking play games. Um, although when you leave, I'm going to get Chipotle and play Fortnite. So Full disclosure, it's an easy game to pick up. Um, <laughs> no, 
I I have a I have a notebook now mm-hmm. because I have so many things that I want to write down. Before okay. that, I didn't like have anything. I didn't have like thoughts. It was like it was more just like just chilling or thinking about like what I wanted to do later. Getting to a getting to class and being in class, or getting to work and being in work, and then getting mm-hmm. home and like just like playing games or whatever. Sure. What is that? Is that a goddamn ice cream truck? It sounds like a ringtone from two thousand two. I just want to know what I didn't know that there was a thing in my house that made that noise. I'm actually sort of curious. I am too, but we like, can't. Like I'd, I'd be fine. Like <laughs> ending just, the just, episode. No, 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 so no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying I will. I will have a conversation with our audience for like 30 seconds while you investigate. Perfect. 30 seconds. All right. It seemed like a very jaunty tune. It seemed like. Uh, I can't identify it. It's not like do your ears hang low. It was, but it was, it was uh, very digital. It was high pitched, and it was haunting. I, I don't think there's been any uh, progress in determining the sound, but I, I'm very excited to hear what's happening. I'm also very excited to hear what's happening to you. Email the producers at gmail.com to uh, share your stories. I can't confirm this real address. What did I miss? I always forget to go back and check when people will talk without me here. Is your email the producers at gmail.com? Producerscast at gmail.com. Okay. It was don't, a rice cooker. Don't email that first one, guys. <laughs> but please do email the show. I really need emails. Have you heard that story? No. Let's we'll hear it. The story that I, every episode, every intro, I will like tell them uh, to email the show because mm-hmm. I want to know people are listening, but nobody ever does. I've gotten, th- I think, three or four emails. I can't remember one of them if I got a fourth one. My sister, Chris Copley, and <clears throat> very early on, uh, one of my episode three was Quentin, and he had a friend who emailed the show because he had his own podcast. So we plugged each other's podcasts Ooh. for two episodes. And that was it. Hmm. So you uh, got you gotten three emails. I think three. Actually, I can check because I have... Because your email, your inbox is only three emails long. You I actually, could, would you believe that I'm pretentious enough to have moved them all to a folder that says fan mail, but at the same parentheses, seriously? Yep, Ethan podcast... Uh, my sister. So let's see. The dates on these are crazy. Um, I would believe that you're uh, that you're self-centered enough to have a, uh, a folder fan mail email. Yeah, fan mail folder. Um, July twentieth was Ethan, the podcast guy. My sister sent me one November sixteenth, and then Chris Copley say sent me one September fourteenth. And they always say, "So like this one was like, I just wanted to." Say I really like your show. It's cool to hear from people who create it, blah, blah, blah. And it's funny that you say, is anybody listening to this? Because that's always what you're looking for. My sister said, hi, listen, I heard you'd love to hear from me. And then Copley said, don't say you never get any emails now. Like, these aren't good emails, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is a little, you know, you're calling them out, though. These are not good emails, but you're also calling out your only fan mail. I mean, how do you expect more people to to call in if you're just going to tear them down on air? Oh, I guess that's true. I don't really care. I don't. I get a lot of really. I guess a single tear is rolling down his face. He does care. All right. Well, 
I feel like this is. I feel like you're you're the 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 theme of your episode is a peek behind the curtain. Um, I get a lot of people who say a lot of nice things about the show, and I'm always very. I'm always I'm always surprised that people listen. Like the fact that like for example like you listen, I'm like what? Mm-hmm. Like people. I guess I guess because it's so coalition centered. Although I have told this a lot, people always are like, "Oh yeah, he runs a coalition podcast." Yeah. And I'm like, "Ooh, not the coalition podcast." I'm, I, I listen. I listen to Mr. Pete Cloutier's podcast sort of at random, like last weekend. Just so was that was that, was that the first one? Yeah, you just like or last weekend. I guess is a week ago. Last weekend, what like recently? Recently, you just you just like I'm just, you just like found it. I was I was like I had my podcast out. I was like I feel like listening to something. I don't know what. Oh yeah, must always a podcast. I'm a I'm a read more into that. And then you found Pete. And I found Pete. And I listened to that. So who else did you listen to? I listened to that one. I listened to Rachel's and I listened to Dan so far. Oh, Dan's was a while ago. Dan's coming on again. Yeah, Dan's Dan was the first one to bring me booze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which sort of shocked me. Well, it wasn't the first time we had booze on the show. It was the first one. First one that brought booze because. Well, you listened. You heard him. You yeah. always bring something. I'm yeah, like, exactly. Oh, and I was like, I fully agree with that that sentiment. My mom tried to tell me that because I didn't I didn't drink mm-hmm. in college. Sure. So like, I went to. A, I was like, I'm going to like a, a friend's little get together, and she's like, bring something. Wait, you didn't drink at all in college? Hmm. Really? You shouldn't. Oh, you haven't listened to that many episodes. Yeah, I didn't drink in college. I didn't hear that. Okay. I didn't drink till last year. Huh. I mean, I, I didn't drink much in college, but I wouldn't say like I was afraid. Zero I was afraid of it. So, similar to salad, I couldn't do it, but I never tried to drink. I always stayed away from it. But now, like, I, I'm okay. Okay. Yeah, you. I've, I think I've covered other episodes. You can just listen to all. Okay, episodes. absolutely. <laughs> so, so, when people listen to this episode, mm-hmm. what do you want them to take away? What do you want them to take away? Because you listen to episodes. I do listen to episodes. People are going to listen to this. Uh, I know. And At that's, least that's, that's terrifying. Four. That's terrifying. Five. Four real people. Everyone on DSB. Chris Copley. 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 I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Chris. He's not, he's not mad anymore. In fact, I think that this show has done enough, uh, more than anything else in his life to correct his name because no one calls him Copley. I, I only realize I've been saying it wrong recently. Yeah. Yeah. Until I had him on the show, I didn't know. Mm. He's the one who brought me that dildo. God, what a guest. I know, right? People bringing booze. I'm like, yeah. give me things to shove up my ass, please. <laughs> Something to keep me entertained during this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I sat on that dildo the whole time Copley was here, and I'm glad Matthew was co-hosting because I could not focus. <laughs> that is 100% true. In the middle mm-hmm. of the episode, he's like, oh, yeah, I brought my own weird thing. Flop. I was like, what the fuck, Copley? Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, we want, what do you want the pool away for people to be? We want the pull away from people to be. Is that we've covered we've covered a lot. Have we covered a lot? How do you feel? What haven't we covered that you want to talk about? What haven't we covered that we want to talk about? That you want to talk about? That I've talked about, talk about way too much. That uh, that vegetable thing mm-hmm. was something I was not comfortable sharing. That was really deep. I mean, so you said okay. I, I shared that I'm only about like eight vegetables. What what are your what's your list? Again, I think it just depends okay, on how you, do, you don't salad, you don't do broccoli. <clears throat> like, does it have to be like basted in butter or something? Does it have to be deep fried? Does it have to be a little crispy? I think it just has to taste good. Has to taste good. Because the thing is, because that's well, listen to this. So, like, when my mom would make vegetables, she'd mm-hmm. make them shitty because she doesn't know how to cook. Sure. 
So like she just they, boils them until they're mush. I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't pay attention. I didn't. I didn't grow up <laughs> cooking. We didn't cook in my family. Yeah, you still have to eat it. A nutritious meal was is ten wings and two slices of pizza. You know what I mean? Like that's a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. meal. You, you, I mean, you didn't like vegetables, but just because they all tasted bad. Like did the every time I had a vegetable as a kid, it tasted mm-hmm. bad. I okay. liked green beans and corn. Because with green beans, you slap a bunch of butter on yeah. them, and they're warm. You salt them up, and they're fucking, like, not green beans anymore. Yeah. They're just, like, the carrier of the good. Yeah. And then corn's, like, the same. Buttery, and corn's fine. Corn's not, like, really a thing. So, like, now it's, like, again, I don't cook, so I don't cook vegetables. So I'm not going to, like, make vegetables. And then Caleb came on the show, and he's like, uh, yeah, pasta's only good if you put vegetables in it. I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, sure, uh-huh. I don't fucking know. I don't ever I've, do that. I haven't listened to the, his to his episode. Kale's is, is... Did you make a kale joke? I don't know if I did. I think I think, I think think we're all past that because we're friends with kale. Yeah, that's fair. You don't want to alienate him, but... I just don't... I don't think you'd appreciate it. I think you'd be like, uh-huh, okay, got it. All right, I'm the lead now. Kale, you're a wonderful person. I'm sorry for making fun of your name. <laughs> I, um... So, yes, I, um, it's not something I just want everyone to know. Mm-hmm. And that was really early in the episode. So anyone who makes it through the first half of an episode is going to be like, yo, Jonathan's weird as fuck. Yeah. No, I'm going to make you, like, I'm going to pickle some radishes for you or something. I The thing that sucks is before I started getting into, like, trying new things mm-hmm. and eating stuff, I worked in a restaurant that had what I think is the best food in the world, and I only ate half of it. I, which what type of food was it? Mediterranean. Mediterranean. Interesting. They had pickled radishes. They had pickled daikon radishes. Ooh, I got a jar of those in my fridge right now. The white ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They did that. They did a lot of a lot of amazing things. I'm not kidding. One thousand figs in New Orleans, Louisiana, thirty one forty one Ponce de Leon Street. I think. Um, best food in the world. Are you gonna look, are you gonna yelp it? I'm gonna do a quick Google search. Go to Yelp. Falafel, hummus, salads. Falafel? Oh, my God. It's the best food ever. Kale's going to New Orleans in October. This October. About the time this comes out, he says he's going to try and sneak me some food back. Ooh. Bring on the plane. Basically. Offshoot of the fat falafel trucks serving seasonal Mediterranean fare in a simple setting. Oh, my God. It's the best restaurant ever. What's your favorite food? Favorite food? Oh, I like, I like Asian food. Asian food's the best. I like all Asian food. Hibachi is my favorite food. Hibachi's my jam. Hibachi, I could literally, I literally did in college. Mm-hmm. I would drive, I would go, I had, I had to go to school every day of the week. Mm-hmm. So I would drive to school early, get hibachi, mm-hmm. at this place, $8 for lunch. Ooh. Chicken and rice. And I would get that every single day, and I would just be literally the happiest person in the world. I would just be sitting in my car listening to NPR, like, 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 like yeah. dancing a little bit. Mm-mm, so good. Mm-mm. Like, oh my gosh. Two yeah. soy sauce packets. Keep them on. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Right. There was this, like, there was this uh, Asian, like, mega mart in, like, the far northwest suburbs of Chicago. My roommate and I would, like, oh. make the hour trek every time. They had a massive food court. Oh my God. Get, yes. Get so much food. Get a giant ass bowl of ramen, you know. Get some dumplings, get some ice cream. Oh, gyoza. Yeah, load up on shit for the ride home. It was so good. Mm. Red bean rice cakes, all that stuff, all the classics. I haven't gotten that deep, but I'm, I feel like I would enjoy it all. Like, I've yeah. been to those Asian markets, like the yeah. bubble tea. Like, you get, like, the legit bubble tea places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a, that was a, where, like, Figs got a bunch yeah. of their food. And my friend Colin Busby, who hopefully future friend of the show, who lives in New Orleans, who Kale will hopefully be meeting, um, 
he did like a pop up every weekend, mm-hmm. and he would almost exclusively get like exotic food from there. Yeah, like like the fun stuff. Yeah, he's a great chef. So yeah. like, and there's like I think the I haven't been I've been wanting to go so bad. There's like one on Broad. Which one? An Asian market. Oh, what Tane or or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. New Grand? Not New Grand. Not New Grand. Tane. Tane. I never been. I never been, but I've passed by it like three times. I've heard. I've heard claims. I cannot verify these, but that they served like uh, dressed raccoons in their back freezer. Dressed raccoons yeah. in their. Oh, I, is that the proper term? Like like dress. Skin, I picture like, like a hoodie and, and like skinned jeans. And, skinned and prepared, like <clears throat> like deboned. I think just like you know, just ready to go. That's bullshit. Because you and I both know raccoon is not good deboned. Yeah, and I'd like to suck on the raccoon bones. Yeah, their ribs are those juices. That sounds creepy as shit. What's the best Japanese? Or, yeah, Japanese food in the city. Best Japanese food in the city. I. I want an answer. Uh, Tenka Ramen on Fifth Street. Tenko Ramen. Tenka. Tenka. T e n k a. It's a jam. Yeah. Like the walls are like corrugated metal. Is it only ramen? Uh, it's got some other shit, but not worth mentioning. Okay, non ramen place. Non ramen place. Oh god, non sushi place. Non sushi. Basically, best hibachi in the city. Best hibachi. Uh, the place next to the car wash in Shore Pump. What's it called? I don't know. It's next to the car wash. There's three places I know where to get hibachi in the city. All right, Ninja, Ninja Hibachi in Shore Pump. Not next to a car wash. It's not that one. Uh, Hibachi Box. Okay. Which is the best in the city. And Kabuto? Kabuto, Kabuto, sure. Kabuto, I've been there twice and it's always been good. It's expensive. Kabuto, I mean, they're all expensive. Hibachi Box is not... You can get... If you get double chicken and you like, say, fuck the salad and get like extra, like uh, some kind of starch, that's two meals for 12 bucks. That's reasonable. I'm a fat ass though, so I don't do two meals. Okay, well... You're gonna I'm, I'm, clean, I'm, clean plate club. I'm just saying that's a lot of. I I get no because I don't I don't like the veggies that they use. Mm-hmm. I don't like what is it mushrooms, zucchini. Well, yeah, just, that's that's the moral of this episode. You don't like the vegetables <clears throat> they use, but but specifically hibachi vegetables. I feel like they, there's a lot of room to like improve. Like if they did put like broccoli and cauliflower mm-hmm. and like big chunks of carrot or whatever, yeah. like I would probably like well, at least want to try it. Kind of thing where it's just like, okay. all right, let's get this. I love all everything else in this fucking bowl. Like, let's try it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I've gotten the salad there before, and like, it's fine. But they they use like I think, and I've had this confirmed by people who do like vegetables. They use like shit tier vegetables and mushrooms, which I don't like. I don't like mushrooms. I've tried them. Yeah, I'm 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 actually with you there. I'm not a huge mushroom fan. So that's what I'm saying. So I get no mushrooms or no uh, no vegetables and no salad. Mm-hmm. The salad's like shitty, yeah, and then no, the sauce no, you don't go there for yeah. But you get extra noodles, extra rice, extra chicken. Yeah, all of that at twelve bucks, two meals. It's a it's this tall and this wide. It's full of food. I'm not here to say clean plate club is not the way to go. I'm saying that's way too much food. I'm ex- I'm excited to try it. And you've never had a bocce box? No, I haven't. Okay, we have we have to go to one. Day. Okay, absolutely. And I'll try your ramen place. I've had ramen twice in my life, like like real ramen, mm-hmm. and I liked one of them. In the city or mm-hmm. not in the city? Where'd you go? I went to Food Dog and didn't like it. And I went to Hayal and I was like, "This is good." I'm I'm scared by the name. Hayal. Hayal, yeah. Uh, F- Food Dog is not real ramen. I'm gonna start there. 
That's what Scott said. Scott Beckett on uh, a post that Alex Light made on Facebook. He said, "Don't go to Food Dog. Food Dog sucks." I've seen Scott Beckett like hype someplace out, like out broad and on Facebook. I don't care for that. I'm, I'm gonna oh. fight Scott Beckett on that. It's it's bad ramen. Interesting. I'm gonna have to make sure I bring that up and come on the show. <laughs> so I love how Scott food- Beckett lists his top five richer and ramen <laughs> stops. If you want, you can name your top five, and then we'll compare his top five. I'll have to remember to ask him. But uh, strong number one is that place. No, no, wait, 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 wait. What? So start at number five and work your way down. Are you a monster? I'm just gonna. Be, I'm trying to think if there are five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I? I'm I, just. I, I'm just trying to list. I'm trying to think of five I've been to. Well, I'll give you like a second to think about it. I love how I'm. I mentioned the top. I'm so hungry, and this episode has been <laughs> so food centered. I'm just gonna rub it in your face. I'm just going to list every tasty thing I can think of. Don't worry. This ep- I will end this episode very soon because we are at an hour 25. That is shocking. Yeah? Okay. You know. I'm so hungry. And Chipotle closes at 10. So oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, we, yeah, we do need to wrap this up. Okay, yeah. Number one is, is Tank Ramen. All else are yep. pale imitations. Fifth, uh, everything, everything else sucks? Yeah, yeah. You gotta give me like a real top five. If okay. I'm gonna, if I'm gonna go to Scott Beckett okay. with a top five, number two is Shoryuken. Shoryuken closed. Rest in peace, Shoryuken. I'm sure he would agree with you on that. Uh, number three is Grace Noodle. It's funky, but whatever. I dig it. They got weird stuff there. That was the thing, a place you recommended. Huh? Keep going. Uh, number four is I don't know. I guess Food Dog. Whatever. Wow. Give Hayal four spot and give. I've not been to Hayal. I can't. I can't you, talk about Hayal. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Hayal's a, a, a solid. Also, floor. also that funky place that's in like the Korean place slash bar, like Zazam or whatever. Whatever. I've oh, tried yeah. that one. It's there. I'm gonna try it sometime. So the nine thousand and one is yeah. Up. Teddy Armstrong number two. He talks about the two ramen places he went to since the first episode. Um, <laughs> not gonna remember. <laughs> Give me top five. I'll write, I'll write it by Scott. Number f- number five, uh, fucking Carytown Sushi. Carytown Sushi is the number five ramen <laughs> place in the city. Fuck that place Scott Becky likes. Um, what is the? I gotta look up this place. I gotta go back to that post because uh, that is that is that is big. That is a big. That's a big poll. Let's see. Alex Light, best ramen places in Richmond. He said. Um, if you're a serious ramen head, I have sad news for you. I love Richmond more than any other town, but our ramen game is weak. The best I've had at a regular shop is Tenka on 5th Street. There we fucking go. And Takara way out west on Broad Oh, yeah, that's the one that sucks. Also, keep an eye out for kudzu pop-ups by the former Shoryuken chef. That was your number two, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was my number two. Um, I think they've got a month-long weekly gig at... Picnic in October. I had not tried Hi Y'all or Kaze yet. Oh, that's that's the Zazan place. I'm mystified by the love for Food Dog. Grace Noodle and Fat Dragon are serviceable methadone if you have to scratch the itch. So I feel like you guys are actually yeah, yeah. We're, other than the we're one place, you guys are really yeah, yeah, yeah. in agreement. And I'm I want I'm willing to bet that if you went back to the other place he mentioned that you I, don't like I've you. been there three times. I bet if you went a fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> but with the fourth time everything they served would not taste like gasoline. <laughs> I feel that way about some Chinese places with soap. Huh. I got, I got like the shrimp and this like, this is soap. I've never even been brave enough to have Chinese shrimp. Well, then I guess we know who the real man is in this relationship. Have, have you tried those that, that like funky noodles that they serve out of like the back of trucks in New Orleans? Like Yakamane or whatever? Mm-mm. I, wouldn't, I would never. I didn't have time. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't go out. 
Just just serving up falafel and going to sleep. I literally went to school, work, and I played video games for two hours, went to sleep for like two, three years. Wow. Consistency. Or in the first three years I pedicabbed. Oh yeah, yeah. I I remember that part. So when did you did you graduate and then immediately depart New Orleans? Basically. I went I was in there for I was there for five years, so it took me five years to graduate. And then did you come straight here or did you make another stop? In Fredericksburg for two months. I'm so sorry. It was terrible. But I got through it. Mm. And now I'm here. And I have a life. I'm much closer to Maryland than here. <clears throat> Fuck Maryland. Fuck Maryland. Except for uh, Big. Big's cool. Yeah. Big solid. Big solid. That's a shining gem. And Shout out Terry Withers. Wasteland of a city. <clears throat> well, do you have any plugs or anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, Dollar Store Bullshit. It's the best indie team at the Coalition Theater. I've been wanting to do graphic design work for you guys for so long. We need it. Uh, we've we haven't gotten a uh, sticker to compare to Murder Beaches. That's the only it's the only avenue in which they surpass us. I have so many. I have one really good idea, but I can't like I don't I don't have the talent to do it. Yeah, yeah. DSB, and then very soon. Yeah, as yet unnamed uh, house team house team right for us on the Saturdays. second. Second uh, Saturday fourth? of November, yeah. Second and fourth Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Good time slot. Yeah, fantastic. Is that it? Uh, yeah, it's a it's an all star team. Uh, clearly the best uh, house all team right, for the next right, run. All right. Uh, past that, um, we'll see. We'll see. see who's the best. I'd like to plug uh, Tanker Ramen. Thank you so much, Tanker Ramen. Uh, thank you so much, Chipotle. Thank you so much, uh, the convenience store next to my place. Thank you, Presidente Beer. Uh, thank you. Uh, Pacifico beer for your noble sacrifice on the back steps of my apartment. Um, who else? Plugs, not people you like. Thank you, Level 99 Games, for making Battlecon my favorite board game. Thank you, Battlecon. Um, thank you, Street Fighter, for having a great game that could base a game off of. Thank you, Coalition Theater, for giving Jonathan Mistoe the leeway to make this podcast. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Go by <fuck> yourself. <laughs> goodbye and one more thank you thank you Jonathan Mustoy for having me it's been oh, a blast thank you Jenny it's been an un- so unexpected gym oh now you have to actually say goodbye ah uh, goodbye Yeah.